Do you trust Ohio State coaches to add just Saturday against Western Kentucky? As we get closer to game time, that is one of the most important questions I have about the coaching staff before the third game of the season. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes. Part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, September 14th in the year 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you choose a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com during today's episode he will discuss a test of Buckeyes defense will get over the weekend and kind of close the book on the quarterback battle as I share my thoughts on what went down over the past few months but first the coaches at Ohio State Brian Day Brian Hartline Jim Knowles, Tony Alford, and others, they're all going to be put into a different situation on Saturday than they had been week one against Indiana and week two against Youngstown State. Western Kentucky poses a different threat offensively and defensively and a good threat for the Buckeyes to really see, even though it's going to be against a lesser opponent, how they are going to play going forward. The Buckeyes' identity is still something that is to be determined. We know what the offense, well, what we think the offense can be. I don't think we fully know what the offense will be in a few weeks or even a week from now against Notre Dame. And so we're going to be looking at and trying to figure out, well, offensively, is there an identity? No. How do we get there? Defensively, is there an identity? Kind of. But how do we solidify the identity of the Buckeyes defense this year? And an easy way to do that is coaches adjusting on the fly. It's also reality. Reality is it's really hard to do. It's really, really, really hard for a coach to consistently realize, hey, what's in front of me is not ideal for the team. What's in front of me is not normal for the Buckeyes. What's in front of me is not something we have seen this year. And so realizing, hey, one, this is a different kind of game, a different type of animal. Two, what's in front of me is going to help us in the future. But then also three, what's in front of me is going to help the Buckeyes defense and offense be a better, well-oiled machine down the road. Ryan Day, the quarterback situation has been one that many people have been pleased with. Many people have been disgruntled with. A lot of people have opinions on the quarterback battle and would like for it to be altered, even though the, the result is out. Some people will say, hey, I would like for that to be tweaked. When it comes to the defense, there are some tweaks the defense can make. Will those be made? And my belief and my thought about Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, Tony Alford, uh, Larry Johnson, these are a lot of coaches that have been coaching for a long time. Ryan Day, experience in the NFL and in college. Um, uh, you you have coaches on the coaching staff, that a coach of the coaching staff that played at Ohio State not named James Laronitis. And so you have that in their bag as well. You have coaches, not just Ryan Day, they have NFL 
and college coaching experience. You have Joe Philbin, who is an analyst now, but was a longtime NFL head coach. So there's a lot of minds, a lot of football minds inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, which you would say, hey, putting our minds together to adjust during a Western Kentucky game or a Notre Dame game or a game against uh, Purdue or Maryland, et cetera, that would be easy. Buddy, that's not easy at all. For people to say, hey, I know I have all of this expertise and all of this uh, time and um, all of these things that go into what have made me the coach that I am, but I also got an ego. Like, let's not act like that's not a real thing. Coaches have egos. Humans have egos. Humans believe, a lot of them believe that what they are doing is great, is ideal for what is going on. So when it comes to adjusting and the coaches adjusting, I wonder if they will. We have seen them adjust. We have seen Ryan Day be at his tip top during the biggest game of the season a year ago. Literally win or go home. The Buckeyes went home, but that was not without Ryan Day coaching like a madman against the Georgia Bulldogs. And I do think, I said it during the offseason, we need to see that version of Ryan Day once again. This quarterback battle, you can tell in games and pressers um, during pregame, postgame, halftime interviews, Ryan Day is a busy man. He's not getting much sleep. It's early in the season. Now, maybe a few weeks off, maybe you might see that version of Ryan Day post-bye week when he gets a little bit of time to rest as much as he can. It's not really a rest week. It's just a game, a week where there's no game being played. But for Ryan Day, I think he can adjust. It's more will he adjust. For Jim Knowles, as much as I want to say yes, I believe Jim Knowles will, we have seen a lot of the similar things we saw a year ago with the defense in certain situations. Uh, one thing that irked me a year ago was you you have uh you blitz you rush four, you blitz two. A lot of times it's, it's your two linebackers, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg. And what do you do? You leave your DBs on an island. Some of them not being the best coverage men outside, maybe just in zone coverage. You put them in man to man coverage, which is not really their forte. Man, it is difficult. So. When it comes to this team this weekend, Western Kentucky, not looking at the numbers, not diving into X's and O's, the Buckeyes should win. The Buckeyes should win big. It's only going to happen if the coaches adjust on the fly. That's including Jim Knowles. A lot of the conversations this week are going to go to Ohio, Ohio State's defense, looking at the passing attack, which I don't know if it's as lethal as some say it is of Western Kentucky. I know it can be. Buddy, I trust Denzel Burke and Jordan Hancock and Davidson Igmanosa. Igmanosa is going to give up some catches, um, just depending on depth that he's playing and things like that. However, I trust those three. Now, the question goes into, and we're going to get into more of this in the very next segment, how do the other guys get utilized in the passing game? Got a little tweaks, got some thoughts in my head about how that can happen. We'll discuss that later in the show. Coaches have to continue to adjust, especially when – you hear the quarterback battle, the quarterback competition, and it's Kyle McCord's job. The offense with Kyle McCord might be slightly different than it was with C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields, but you know what? It can still be a really good offense, and I do believe Kyle McCord will continue to get better, and we will see that improvement over the next few weeks as Kyle McCord lets everybody know why he is worthy and why he deserves to be called QB1 for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Will the coaches adjust? Can't say yes. I can't say no. Wish I had an answer for you. 
We're going to learn more about this coaching staff specifically Saturday against Western Kentucky. Forget the G5 label. Forget all of that. Forget the conference affiliation of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Forget all that. Throw it out the window. It's time to play Buckeye football, no matter who is on the other sideline. That can happen this weekend. Is it going to happen? We're going to have to wait and see. We're also going to have to wait and see how the Buckeyes respond to a test they're going to be in the middle of Saturday afternoon in the shoe. We're going to dive into that test today on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. The college football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team. Every day, find Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. The Buckeyes defense following the game against Week One of uh, Indiana Hoosiers Week One, I was pretty high on them. Not as high as I would like to be at times, but I was pretty high on that unit. You come back a week, uh, the next week, as the numbers tell you. Gave up less than 250 total yards. Only gave up one score. Great. Final score, 35-7. to Great. My eyeballs also told me that even though they only gave up one score in back-to-back weeks, held an, held an opponent to under 250 total yards, they also held Indiana to under 200. I believe it was actually under 100 yards rushing and 100 yards passing. So that was a really good day numerically for them. That doesn't mean this team has been ideal and perfect and has no blemishes. That has not been it. Some of the things we talk about adjusting, a lot of the conversation is going to go to the offense. That's an easy conversation to have. It's not as easy to have the same conversation when it comes to the defense because some things defensively, you see, hey, who made the tackle? You don't know how they got to where they got the tackle. How Who made the tackle? Okay, great. Still Chambers. Cool. Go to the next play. Okay, very next play. Who got the sack? Jack Sawyer. Okay, great. Got the sack. Cool. The other guys that are on the field, including Sawyer, you sometimes we it's a little bit difficult to describe what is going on defensively. So when it comes to the defense for the Buckeyes, I do believe that the defense can improve. 
make major steps, take major strides in the right direction. One, hold another opponent to only one score. Holding Indiana to one score is one thing. Holding uh, Youngstown State to only one score is another thing. Holding three opponents in a row in college football to only one score is not the easiest thing to do. Now, some will say the Hoosiers team is bad. Okay, cool, whatever. They also followed it up. I do believe they scored 40-plus against Indiana State the following week. So <laughs> that goes into another conversation in regards to the Buckeyes offensively. Why haven't you scored more? Even if the refs called the right calls the past two weeks, that's 30 points against Indiana. That is 42 points against Youngstown State. You expect the Buckeyes to score over 50 against both opponents. Didn't happen. But this defense the test that they're going to have, there are some things that we need to see from them. One of them is a consistent pass rush with your front four. And this is going to be a major adjustment. We're talking about adjustments for the Buckeyes um, um, coaching staff. This is one of those. You want to put the emphasis in maybe some pressure. Not maybe. You need to put some pressure on your two starting defensive ends. Not just to get pressure. Not just to get hurries. But to get home. These are things that we say we need to happen but we are waiting for them to happen. Not even consistently. Just once. That's all we're asking for. It's once. I did not know I was going to get this animated, but some of these things are kind of irritating at times. Let me calm down a little bit. Let me, let me, let's get back into business. So when it comes to this defense, you want your guys to get home. You want your right personnel to be on the field. I think ideally, we would love to see, no, not say love. I think it's one of those games where you want to see less sunny styles when you're going to see a team that's going to pass a whole lot more and more uh, Jordan Hancock. Now, when it's going to be four wide set and you want to get more of a dime package, is Sunny Styles the right guy for the job? Is it you go your three corners and Sunny Styles? Do you put your three corners and then add in Cam Martinez? I was watching a Texas game recently. Dude, I really, I would really love to still have Ryan Watts on this team. Six foot three, really good corner play, made some decent plays in a spring game um, a couple years ago. Then he ended up transferring from Ohio State. I would really love, really love Ryan Watts on this team. One, I don't know if if Ryan Watts is still here. I don't know if the Buckeyes have Davis and Igmanosin. I don't know uh, if they do. If Jordan Hancock is the guy that is the third corner on the team, I don't know why. Because Ryan Watts just needed some more reps, needed some more playing time. He found that in Texas, in Austin, and that young man is playing good ball for the Longhorns. Would love to have him on this team. Just a thought I had over the weekend. But I'm really curious, adjustments-wise, defensively, do you – how do they – what package do they throw out there on defense? I, I – I will always say this. I am comfortable. I think it's great. If you have a nickel and a pass heavy uh, uh, and a team is going to pass a lot, take Sonny Styles off the field. It's not a knock on him. It's literally putting the best guys on the field for the offense to, excuse me, for the defense to be as successful as it can be. That's just ball. That's just co coaching. That's not even just schematics. It should be elementary. Putting the right guys on the field that need to be on the field during that particular situation is a great way to allow your defense to stop the opposition from moving the football. Think about this. Imagine if you, if you turn on the football and it's first and 10 on the Buckeyes 45 
having 55 yards to, to go to the end zone. And all of a sudden, the opposition comes out in a goal line set. Six linemen, um, uh, three more linebackers. You're like, wait a minute. We got Marva Buka and Fleming on the field. And you going to come out in this? Lights out. Let's go score. That's how you would feel. On the flip side, what if it is um, second and goal on the Buckeyes' two-yard line? The opposition only has two yards to score. The away team has the ball, and the Buckeyes come out in, instead of coming up in a heavy goal line set, they come out in a dime package for, you got other teams coming out in a heavy set, too tight, three tight. Um, having an offensive lineman be a sick, become out there in an eligible lineman number to have six O linemen on the field, and you come out there with four down linemen, more of a pass rush uh, uh, package. Um, you do one linebacker, you bring in another DB to replace the spot of that linebacker, and you're like, "This is how we're going to stop you." It doesn't make sense, which is why some things like this should just be expected put the right guys on the field that give you the best opportunity to be successful i understand when to try certain things just gotta wait and see what else is going to happen also do we see a tweaking do we eventually see sunny styles come out and jihad carter come in and then josh proctor go deep which is what i thought the ideal um starting lineup and for the safeties was going to be um uh, Lathan Ransom at strong uh, proct. Well, no, I didn't think that. I thought um, I thought Carter may have been back at, at free. But if that is going to be the case, you put Jahad Carter in, Proctor in, and Lathan Ransom. Does that give the Buckeyes an advantage? And can you play Jahad Carter and a Jordan Hancock in a more pass-heavy um, group on defense that allows the Buckeyes to, to be more successful at that point in time? I don't know, man. Like I truly wonder if Proctor was healthy. Would we have seen Jihad Carter play a little bit more closer to the line in that nickel package, that nickel set, when you had to take Sonny Styles out and you're not sure if it's going to be Cam Martinez? No, he got beat. That wasn't always his fault. Like the the he was kind of set up to beat to get beat before, based off what the, was called by the coaches. Now, granted, there were things Cam Martinez could have done to potentially slow down the receiver on that play. Also, you have to play to your player's strengths. So do we see a scenario where it's Proctor, Ransom, and Carter on the field at the same time when it is a four-wide set from Western Kentucky and you bring in Jordan Hancock? That's also a, a possible solution. These are things adjusting in the test of Buckeyes defense that's about to embark is great. It also allows them to be better prepared for Notre Dame. Sam Hartman is a different animal, man. That dude can sling the, sling the rock all around the yard and will get drafted in next year's NFL draft. Maybe this is an ideal way for you to give it, prepare for Sam Hartman. Not a apples-to-apples test, but it's definitely better than what the Buckeyes have gone through during week one and week two of the season. The quarterback battle is officially over, but my thoughts about this are still on my mind, especially when it comes to Devin Brown in regards to how the quarterback battle was handled and how that battle is going to impact him going forward. We tackle that next here on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun 
you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference download the game time app create an account and use code locked on college for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on college for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this episode is also brought to you by our friends at billiards plus billiards plus has the best selection of pool tables game tables shuffleboard tables and more, and the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties that's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Austin, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. The Ohio State Buckeyes play the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Catch every snap of the Buckeyes hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Buckeyes. The quarterback battle is officially over. It got over a couple days ago when Ryan Day announced that Kyle McCourt would be the full-time starter for the Ohio State Buckeyes. The timing of this couldn't have come at a better time at this point in the season. I thought, hey, before the season, make an announcement. Didn't happen. I thought heading into week one. Now, this is prior to the start of week one game week being officially underway to start to kick off the start of the season. I thought, hey, Tuesday presser, heading into Indiana game. Name a starter. No. Tuesday, following that game, name a starter. No. The first time we get both guys on the field at the same time, what do we get? Devin Brown looked like a guy that was getting his first time getting extended playing time on the field as a quarterback. That's what he looked like. That should have been expected, but it's what it looked like. Kyle McCord looked better, showed a lot of improvement from the game against Indiana and the game against the Penguins. That's the mascot of <laughs> Youngstown State. And so the quarterback battle to me, the way it went down, it seems odd based on how Devin Brown played when he was in the game. It also seems odd based on how little Devin Brown played against Indiana. We kept hearing this thing is tight. Oh, there's a straw poll. It was almost even. We hear about, oh, Devin Brown got hurt. Cobacore didn't play, didn't have the best spring game. Okay, cool. So we're still waiting to make a decision off season. Spring practice, 15 practices, offseason, the months of June and July, August, fall camp. We keep hearing this thing is tight. This thing is tight. This thing is tight. And maybe, maybe it was tight in practice. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was not. I don't go to practice. I wish I had the ability to. 
So I don't have the ability to say, oh, what goes down in practice and what does not, because I don't have the eyeballs to see that. What I do have is the ability, ability to see what happened in the game. I think Devin Brown can be a good quarterback in the future. I do believe Kyle McCord can as well. I think Kyle McCord's the right guy for the job. But the way the quarterback battle went down, it truly doesn't sound like it was much of a battle based off what we have witnessed over the past couple of weeks, based off some things that we have heard um, in different outlets over the past few months. Doesn't really seem like it was much of a contest. It also seems like Kyle McCord is a handle in the offense. Kyle McCord is a, has a handle of what's going to be asked of him. And Kyle McCord is the right guy for the job. Projecting what Devin Brown is going to be based off this year's quarterback battle is really, really difficult. Because think about how it was when we saw Kyle McCord at the beginning of last year. I don't think anybody thought he was going to be this quarterback. Do what he did a week ago. Three touchdowns, passes, two to Marv, one from Abuka. Marv had said the catcher for 160. Abuka got back involved in the mix as well. I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. The jump that he made from week one to week two, I don't think anybody expected that. And so for us to sit here and say, or potentially say like the QB battle, man, I know how it's going to go. I had it in my mind the entire time. Maybe you can predicted it. I can't. I cannot. I also can't predict what or how Devin Brown may play in the future based off what we have seen so far. It does seem odd, though. It does seem really, really odd that the head coach of the Buckeyes tackled the quarterback battle in this way when talking to the media, um, said, hey, we need to figure out who has the it factor. And if we only went off what we heard, I heard the interview that the Big Ten Network did with Kyle McCord and Devin Brown when the Big Ten Network was doing their campus tour um, during the fall camps of of every Buckeye team. Devin Brown sounded like he had it. It wasn't me saying that Kyle McCord doesn't have it, but Devin Brown sounded like it. What we hear and what we see on the field are generally some, well, sometimes they're two different things. For Devin Brown, I I would love for him to be a Buckeye quarterback in the future. I don't know if he's going to transfer or not at the end of the season or put his name in the portal over the next few weeks. I have no idea. Predicting that is really, really hard. However, I do believe this quarterback battle taught us a few things. You can't always understand, try to put stock into what you hear during a pressure. You cannot. Number two, sometimes things going on in practice are not what the media witnesses when the media is at practice either. So, happened with the offensive line situation and reshuffling of that. Happened with the quarterback battle. A lot of times... We don't know what's going down in practice or at the Woody. So trying to make big statements like, I have this answer, I got that. Sometimes we can't do it. Ultimately, I don't think this is the right way to go about about the quarterback battle. This is what Ryan Day chose. He wanted to see Devin Brown get a little bit of playing time. I do believe the sample size that we got from Devin Brown wasn't big enough to make a statement for him to win the job. So he was going to have to play amazing ball every time he was on the field to win it. That's tough, man. That is really tough. Ultimately, the battle is over. Kyle McCord is a starting quarterback moving forward full time. I love that. You want that this game. You want that against Notre Dame. And ultimately, 
this might be what the offense needs to score a whole lot more points. Kyle McCord does not have to look back over his shoulder to say, ooh, I missed that. A little bit low. Is Devin Brown coming in? No, man. He's out there slinging that rock. Can't wait to see McCord. Number six for the Buckeyes. Number one on the depth chart in the quarterback category. Sling that thing on Saturday afternoon in the shoe. Out here on a Thursday. One more show left in the week. You can follow me on Twitter, excuse me, on X, at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're out here on a Thursday, Buckeye fans. I'll see you next time.